Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show in its, I think, 18th year on voiceamerica.com. Very exciting to have interviewed so many thousands of people and so many great people. And my guest today is an incredible woman who I met, oh, probably 10 or 15 years ago. And to watch her progression and where she is now, she's really um, such a role model for women and for, for all of us. Her name is Mary Foley. And Mary is an author, a business coach for women entrepreneurs, a workshop facilitator, and the host of the Power Plug podcast. She revs up women entrepreneurs with clarity and confidence and consistency and community so that they can generate the revenue they really want. And she talks about what it takes. What does it take for an entrepreneur? Welcome, Mary. Hey, it's great to be back with you again, Patricia. Yeah, it really is. You know, I, I want to tell the audience, I met you when you were first and, uh, you know, your bio tells it all, but you're, when you were first starting in the beginning, you had just left AOL, which, you know, was huge in those days. And you mm-hmm. had just left, and I think you started at $8 an hour as a customer service rep, and you rose to become the first head of corporate training. And then you just left, and you decided to become an entrepreneur, helping other women create their bodacious career, which was the name of your book. Bodacious, and I interviewed you at that point. And then we stayed in touch a little bit, but I'm looking at everything since then and I'm saying, wow. I mean, since then you've written more <laughs> books and you have a radio show and a podcast and you're out there in your red cape and you're, you know, you've, um, you've done television, you've done quite a bit. You were on the cover of Kiplinger's Personal Finance Magazine, you were spoofed on the E Entertainment Show. I mean, wow. <laughs> Well, thank you. You know, <laughs> like you, you know, you, uh, you just want to keep packing it in. I mean, you know, time goes by so fast. And um, and I'm very, very grateful, uh, honestly, so much for all those opportunities. And there were, you know, there are ones that um, came to me and there are ones I created. And I think the thing, like you, you do, Patricia, with this show in particular is by continuing to stay relevant and continuing to add value and being clear about the, the, the people you want to serve and, and how you want to inspire and help them, I think it just becomes even more exciting as things unfold <laughs> versus getting stale yeah. and boring. And, and that's what yeah. makes it so fun as well. Well, and I think also, too, I'm an early boomer, and I'm still moving the way I was, you know, a couple of decades ago. And I think that's something else that you encourage women to do is there isn't an age limit here in what we can do. Right. If we have the passion and we love what we do, we can just keep doing it. And there are so many Absolutely. people turning 60 and 50 in the next few years. So it's Absolutely. one of the fastest growing populations. With, exact, yes. And I like to call it, we have time in. We have more time in. I have more time in now than I ever have, which is kind of like, duh. But, you know, instead of going, oh, I'm just getting older. I don't have much time left or time is making an impact. You say, no, I've actually got more to give, more wisdom, more experience to draw from, more insights. And because of that, I think right. that we actually have more impact and value that we can uh, bring to whomever uh, right now is listening, whoever we are sitting yeah. across from, reading a book, uh, yeah. you know, all, all of those are opportunities. I think that's true. And I also think, you know, working with the millennials, you know, I work with student interns from the college and it is so mm-hmm. enriching to me. I learned from them. They learned from me. Just having that, I think that intergenerational piece is really important too. What do you think, Mary? I absolutely agree. I mean, it, first of all, it just keeps you fresh. And um, what I That's love true. is when, is when um, it, it is neat to be able to take the things that uh, I have learned, uh, and I'm still learning, of course, but the things I've already learned so far, and be able to share some, and, and the eyes light up. I love that. You know, they get bigger. And I remember, and all of us remember when we were 25, 30, 35, and the people ahead of us, who took some time to share 
a little bit about not just what they've been through, but what they've learned that might help me in that moment. I still remember many of those moments. I still, and I took those forward. And to own being in that spot now, that's what I still can't, you know, I'm, I'm still amazed. I just recently turned 55 and I go, how did I get here so quickly? But the <laughs> other, the other aspect is what you're saying too, is that what can I continue to learn and uh, from the, you know, the younger generations than me, there's always going to be somebody younger. There's, you know, probably always going to be somebody older. But the, the thing is, is I, I, like you, I want to continue to stay relevant. And although there are human problems and challenges that seem to continue on generation to generation, what they look like exactly and the form sometimes they take and the way they're packaged, so to speak, that changes. And um, I want to always have a pulse on that so that yeah. I can, why? Make the most yeah, that's, and it's, that's interesting, Mary, because when I think about, you know, what I've been doing for almost four decades, my message is the same. It's the same exact message that always was. But the form has changed. Mm-hmm. The technology has changed. Mm-hmm. The delivery system has changed. Yeah. But the message is the same. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, as humans, I'd like to say we got a whole lot smarter and savvier, but I'm not always sure about that. But, but let's just put that aside for a second, as you, whether we have or not. We live in a time uh, that, and we have been living in a time, and we will, I think, I, I don't see this personally changing for the rest of my years on, on this earth, several more decades, is it is tremendous amount of change. And a lot for all of us to have to kind of continue to kind of take in, compute, what are we going to do? How are we going to respond? And, um, and it's, it's a complex time. It just is. So I think that sometimes, um, and I think some of the yearning, what I'm finding in the women that I've been working with as women entrepreneurs and where I've been focusing a lot is how can we get clarity and simplification amongst so yeah. many complexities of things that are happening. And that is an art and it never stops to figure that out. Um, but I, I think therefore some of the same things that you've focused on from the very beginning um, of, you know, your radio career in particular and what got you into that, what motivated you, the need's still there. And I think sometimes clear voices to help us make sense um, of it all and maybe not of it all, but at least enough for our lives to be productive and thriving. Uh, that is in of itself a really big thing to do, be able to do and contribute to. And I think also, Mary, to stay positive because you know, as an entrepreneur, yeah. it is not easy. Lots of ups, lots of downs. You know, things come in, things go away. Some people don't make yeah. it, you know, that they have to start over. It's not an easy thing. I mean, it's wonderful and exciting and creative, but it's not the steady. It is not. It is not. It is not for the weak, weak-hearted or the weak-minded. Weak. Uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything because it's also the most satisfying, exhilarating uh, place and personally challenging in a, in a way that gives me personal satisfaction uh, for my own personal growth and, and the potential for impact. So I wouldn't trade it, but you're absolutely right. And, you know, uh, half of what I do when I am um, working with my clients and, and women entrepreneurs, at least half of it is around mindset because of exactly what you just shared mm-hmm. is that there mm-hmm. we all have ups and downs in our lives but when you're going to a job and it it, it is by default far uh, usually far more predictable than um when you are building something and running your own show um and 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 so you have to know that going in or you, you have to embrace it once you are in that that's going to be a big difference. Um, so you're, and I think, you know, you have always been about being positive and the thing that it still comes back to is a choice. Even when it's the circumstances yeah. aren't great, there's always a choice of how we respond and become so crystal being an yeah. entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's very true. 
Yeah. I'm going to take a break in a minute. I want to talk about your seven ways to rev up your business now. But before we do, since we have a little time, talk a little bit about, Mary, your evolution. After you left AOL and you started being an entrepreneur, sort of how you moved through the stages to where you are now. We have a couple minutes. Okay, sure. So, um, you know, you described where I started at AOL. Right, I was right out of college. I was a, uh, had an engineering degree. You know, I'm a female, obviously. That was unusual. But I knew I didn't want to be an engineer by the time I graduated. Very proud of that degree because it takes a lot to get it. So I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I m- knew I wanted to live uh, in the Washington, D.C. area. And I grew up in Virginia, but in a small town. So I kind of wanted to go to the big city. And so I was just finding a job, any job to pay the bills. And that's when... And I, amongst some other interviews, interviewed for this $8 an hour customer service job at the then unknown AOL. I thought I'd stay there three months, you know, kind of get in the area, find a better job, meaning more pay and bigger company. And I ended up staying a little over 10 years. And it was truly a game changer of understanding not only the technology that we were all going to be experiencing about this online, but also um, how to thrive on change. Because this company went from 120 people to 10 years later, 12,000. And it set a great foundation to navigating forward about creating the life and the business or the career that you want. Um, oh, and then so you saw that. Happened, and you were at the beginning of sort of the technology age, right? I mean, you were kind of at the forefront. Yes. I was. And, um, you know, I was young enough to kind of go, oh, isn't this cool? And, and yet a little bit dumb enough to not realize just how significant it was to, to be in that spot. So, like, for example, I, I've always had email. From 1988 on, my business life, my work life has always been including email well, and, and being, quote, online. And it wasn't online in the same, you know, sophistication we have today, but it was using modems and software and stuff with, with personal computers there. And so it, it, what I got early on from AOL was really seeing how what might be possible when you bring different types of industries together to create a brand new thing. And um, so there was the telecommunications part, but then there was the content piece of actually the Library of Congress was one of the first partners that they had to bring a lot of quote content, like in the books and at least a subset of those um, available to get online. There was the community aspect. We saw huge thing was people wanted to talk and communicate and converse um, using this online through instant messaging and, you know, all kinds of messaging we have today. Well, that was the very beginning. So what I really saw was in some ways this huge, huge new world opening up that was just starting to um, just trying to be on the map at all for all of us. And now we can, of course, look back and go from the 90s and the 2000s, just how much that changed everything. And then the next evolution of that was doing the apps like Facebook and the social um, right. uh, media right. apps, but also other ones. And and so the reason I say that is because is simply because of this. I kind of personally did this ride where while that's happening technology-wise, I'm in this organization that's being a competitive player in it. Didn't know, you know, at the time it would be one of the top ones. I like to say now I worked with AOL when AOL was cool because it's not cool anymore. But in that wave, it was mm-hmm. bringing something huge to the world. And yet as an individual going in every, every day, you better be up for or oh, ready to go. Talk yeah. about ups and downs. I mean, you know, yeah. it really prepared me for an a uh, an unpredictable life and being able to thrive on yeah. change and figure and being okay with it yeah. and then saying within it, and, where and, do and, I want to go? Yeah, yeah. In a lot of ways, AOL in those days was kind of like um, Google is today in a way, right? Right. I mean, that's right. sort of you know, it was that's it was exactly, a household name. Um, I called yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. All right, Mary, the we're millennials. Gonna, we're gonna. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Mary about her seven ways to rev up your business now for women and for everybody, really. You're listening to the Positive Living Program with Patricia Raskin right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. Mary Foley is an author, business coach for women entrepreneurs. She is a workshop facilitator and host of the Power Plug podcast. And you can log on to her website, which is maryfoley.com. So much material there. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. 
Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you looking for a fun yet informative program about health care for your pet? Check out Awesome Woo Woo Holistic Vet Advice with Dr. Jim and Kristen Carlson. They look into natural health alternatives for ourselves, so why not our pets? This program provides the most up-to-date, accurate, and innovative information about traditional and holistic veterinary medicine. You'll find a ton of answers regarding your pet's health every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. are listening to the Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back, and you are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. My guest today is Mary Fleet, who is an author, entrepreneur, workshop facilitator, and host of the Power Plug podcast. She started out at AOL.com and um, became an entrepreneur and is now helping women become successful entrepreneurs. Mary, yeah, are you there? I am, I am here. Okay, I'm sorry. Good. Welcome back. Just out there just for a <laughs> good, second. Good. good. Um, all right. Let's start talking seven ways to rev up. Now, I know that, you know, when you wrote your first book, Bodacious, which I loved, I'm sure that if we went back, I'm sure if I went back and I looked at Bodacious, some of these principles would be right in there, right? I mean, because that was your foundation. Yeah, absolutely. And when I wrote the book, Bodacious, um, which turned into bodacious career, outrageously in char- outrageous successful working women. I had come out of corporate America, right? So ten years at AOL, and no one goes to college, or at least I didn't, and they didn't have a class of how to navigate your career. Um, and in some ways, it wouldn't have made sense anyway until I got into working. Um, but what I learned there, and that's really what the bodacious book is about. It's about what are the main lessons learned about career success. Um, in order to create the career and lead the career that you want. And some of those definitely informed me as an entrepreneur. So you're absolutely right. And I think one of the foundational aspects, and the, the word itself, bodacious, speaks to this directly, is this, uh, you know, people say, what does it mean to be bodacious? Like, what is the real definition? And if I were to sum it up, it's two words, positive gutsiness. So it is a, yes. it's, it's about risk-taking, yes, but it's about you know, having a positive mindset, and, and it, it is about saying, looking at what's, what's possible, let's go for it, and that is important for your career. It's important even more so, I have found, as an entrepreneur and as a small business owner, because instead of being in an organization where I've got a boss and I might got some other peers and I've got perhaps a team I'm leading. And so there's other people around me that provide some input, support, support, feedback. Uh, when you're leading, 
your own business, <laughs> it's on you, even when you have a team and you might be able to bounce things off of. Um, and so, you, you know, remaining positive and also being gutsy. So these, these seven ideas that I came up with to, to help any entrepreneur, and I, I know you've got listeners, obviously, that are also male, and I've had a lot of guys who say, you know, these are really helpful for me too because what they really are is their business principles, business ideas. Um, but if you don't have some foundational bodaciousness, none of these work anyway, right? <laughs> so I kind of want to give a but little you know, bit Mary, I, of I want to ask to you a question, though. Don't you think because of what's happened now with the Me Too movement and more women or so many more women are in politics or in, you know, key positions, corporate key positions, do you think it's easier to be bodacious today than it was 15 or 20 years ago oh, as a absolutely. woman? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, is that when when I first wrote about being bodacious, spoke about being bodacious, I might have been just a little bit ahead of myself in terms of how most people um, were willing to use that word because I I had individual women like yourself love it and remember it and kind of make it their own and start to use it, but organizations businesses were a little more reluctant unless they were a bit more, uh, you know, forward thinking. They were like, I don't know, that might be a little too much. But you fast forward and it's not too much at all. In fact, um, you know, I've sometimes thought maybe I should start using that, bring it back again. But positive gutsiness people get. We, you know, going back to the complexity of the time that we live, I think that those whom say, you know what, this let let let's let's be bold, let's um, move in a direction or make it make a choice and uh, and create an organization or create a business or a product or a service that makes really um, a, meets a, a need in yeah. a statement. I Mary, think that's correct. Go ahead. Sorry. You're coming in and out a little bit. I don't know if you're in the same place, but your voice is like, it comes in and out. So, oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. I'll see if I can make any uh, changes. Um, So, uh, that's good. That's good. Is that better? Okay. Great. Um, So, uh, just this idea I think there's more opportunity now as women. who are yes. in the workplace yes. or are cha- or are even socially as well, social organizations or uh, as businesses. There are more women entrepreneurs than ever. There are more women in management positions than ever. And I think, in fact, there is a yearning in many organizations for women to be bodacious, to be their full selves, to to really go for it and really add, that's what's called adding value to um, an organization. And I'm thrilled with it, honestly, Patricia. I think it's just a fantastic time for women to be able to do more than ever. There are still challenges, but I'm taking it relative to where I see more openings than ever before. Yeah. And you say here in your material, time to throw on your red cape, which is what you wear, and use these seven ways to rev up your business. So let's do the first one, and we'll do some more after the break. The first way to rev up your business is be super clear on what problem you solve for whom. Explain that. Okay. Well, when it comes down to it, people pay us as entrepreneurs and small business owners to solve problems. It's just... And so what I find again and again is sometimes and many times when people go, I'm not making enough money. I can't get enough clients. I'll ask them, okay, what problem are you really solving that people would exchange money for? I mean, what are you really solving? And when they can't answer it very clearly and succinctly, I know that's fundamental to why they're not getting more clients. And so what I encourage people to do is, and when you want to rev up your business, get super clear to yourself. What are the real pain points, the real problems I'm solving? Can I say them out loud articul- in a very articulate way? And if I'm not, let me start to craft that and bounce it off clients, existing clients, or ones that could be prospects and say, hey, this is what we do, and uh, or these are the problems we solve. Does that make sense to you? And watch 
their facial expressions if you're in person? And if not, do they quickly respond with a yes or a no? And if they hesitate, you haven't done a good enough problem, uh, uh, good enough job yet to, to figure out what that is. So that's why I say be super clear on the problems you solve because as the business owner, we can go, oh, sure, I know what that problem is, but we really haven't articulated it enough in detail for someone else who, who is not inside our head um, to really get it. And so um, I'll, I'll give you just a really quick example. I was uh, approached about a, a potential opportunity, and this woman says, hey, Mary, I'm doing this thing, and I think you might be super interested. We could collaborate. But when I looked at her materials, her, the pro- first of all, she had way too many problems she was solving. I'm like, what is really the problem that she's solving? And when I had to dig through it and I did come up with something, and she's not going to have a conversation later, I'm going to ask her first, what is the full problem, the biggest problem you're solving? I bet you it, it, she just can't, she's going to have a, first of all, she's going to have a list that's too long, it's too wide, and therefore she's going to have her second problem, which is, well, if I have all these problems, like too many things for too many people, then you end up being really nothing meaningful enough to any one group. Mm. Um, so right. that, that is the, right. the biggest thing. And if you don't know, right now, if you're like, I'm not really sure what problems I solve for people. Instead of guessing, ask three to five of your best clients right now and just say, hey, it's been great working with you. Could you tell me in your words, what's the top problem I solved for you? Shut up. Take note and start to listen for a trend because your clients will tell you. Yeah. All right. And on that note, Mary, we're going to take a break. So ask your client what you're solving for them. Great. All right. We're talking to Mary Foley. And Mary Foley is an amazing entrepreneur. She is a coach. She is an author. She has her own podcast, which is called Power Plug. And certainly turn that to, you can actually go on iTunes and find it. And she revs up women entrepreneurs with clarity, confidence, consistency, and community so they can generate the income they want. And next, we're going to talk about more of these seven ways to rev up your business, like focus on your biggest revenue producers and really decide um, on, you know, what's your list and what are the activities. So we'll talk about all that next. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com. America's Voice. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you're a pet owner, you know there's a special connection between us and our pets. They are part of the family. The owners of special breeds also understand the important roles they play. Tune in for Greyhounds Make Great Pets to find out more about one special breed. Hosted by Rory and Kathy Goray, along with TJ Beter, we'll focus on greyhounds, but we'll also cover topics that apply to any pet owner, like animal welfare issues, racing, and more. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa. 
play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Well, hello, everyone, and we are back, and we are talking to a a superwoman, and she is an author, business coach for women entrepreneurs. Her name is Mary Foley. She's the author of, her first book was called Bodacious, and since then, she is now doing a a power plug podcast, and she really helps women to rev up and be the entrepreneurs and generate the revenue that they really want. And take a look at her website. It's very impressive. And also log on to her podcast, The Power Plug. Are you still doing your show, Mary, your podcast show? Yes, I am. And you're absolutely right. You can go on um, Stitcher if you have an Android phone. If you've got an iPhone, you can go on Apple Podcasts. And just type in Power Plug, and uh, you will see the podcast there. And there are 30-minute interviews with women entrepreneurs about their business and what not just what the lessons they've learned, but their expertise that can help us all uh, improve our business. Absolutely. That's wonderful. All right. Number two on the seven ways to rev up your business. Focused on your biggest revenue producers. Explain that. Well, my whole focus when I'm working with women entrepreneurs is what I call to help them rev up their business. And that is to generate the revenue they really want, uh, as well as to energize them so that they continue to stay motivated. And as we talked before, it's, it's a lot about, you know, the ups and downs of how to keep that mindset. But when it comes to revenue, uh, and, and the, what I end up finding is, and, and hey, I've been a culprit of this as well. So it's easier or sometimes said than done. But really, we make most of our money in any business on two or three things that we sell. And most people are in a service-based business, but what I would say is how to rev up your business will identify for sure what are the two to three max, what I call revenue producers, the buckets, the category of services or products that you sell that bring in most of your revenue today. And get very clear on that and then decide to focus in on multiplying those. And anything else that might be on the list, oh, I get some money here, I get some revenue here. First of all, if you're split in too many ways, you you really can't concentrate your efforts and move the business forward from a revenue perspective and make the impact that you you likely want. Um, So what I do is I recommend two to three revenue producers max that make most most of your money and then anything else that you might have or someone asks you to do, and they say, hey, Mary or Patricia, can you do this? And you think, oh, I could, yeah, I've got this in my skill set and my services. I could, I don't have to change anything significantly. Then you can easily say yes. I call those come-alongs. It's like saying, yeah, you can come along to the party too. Yeah, you can come along. I can help you out. But it's different. I, and so come-alongs are great. They're like extra. You know, if you were down in New Orleans, you'd say lanyap. Um, it's a little something, something extra. But the, but the main thing is, is I'm not focusing my time and effort and marketing and my reach out efforts to multiply come alongs. They just come along, which gets to kind of number three on right, the list, which is, go ahead. Let me, let me, let me just ask a question there. You know, when you said focus, what happens though, and this has happened to me, so, and it, it's tricky, is when mm-hmm. you have one major client. And so that can be hard because what if that client goes away? You're focusing on that client. What, what do you say to your um, entrepreneurs about that? You're very vulnerable if you have one main client like one organization or one individual, you're just vulnerable because at some point they are going to go away. So I think what you have to do is go, okay, right. What, what are you really doing for that client? And let's say, um, you know, you're, let's say I'm just going to throw this out, social media services, right? And I've got one client and they do 80% of my revenue and say to yourself, okay, 
it's not about selling just to that one client. You're grateful for them. It's about selling social media services. And so you really have to go, I've got to get some other clients to sell social media services. And exactly you could say, well, it, are they in the same, it might be in the same industry. It might be similar package of social media services. That's where you get to the next level of it. So you're not looking to reinvent things. You're looking to duplicate. Um, and, you know, it's... I have seen businesses, good businesses, not necessarily small businesses, have really built up 65, 70 people. And because they had one client that brought in at least 80% of their revenue, and then that client, large, I'm thinking specifically of one organization had a, had a hospital system where they were, uh, that was their main client. That, that leadership at the very top, the CEO changed, a lot of other things then uh, sorted out, and they didn't get the continued um, renewal of business, and they're no longer a business today. So um, it, it is, don't get too cozy and comfortable with one client that brings in most of your revenue, because you're going to have a harsh reality at some point in the future. So try to multiply them. Yeah. Yeah, very important. All right, number three, decide on the short list of high-impact revenue generative activities. Explain that. So revenue-generating activities, or RGAs as I like to call them, um, you know, we, we could call it marketing, or we call it PR, we call it advertising, call it networking. I like to just say, what are the activities? Let's forget the labels. What are the things that you're going to do to actually – get more clients, the things that might be directly or indirectly. So, you know, it could be all kinds of things. And, and that's what I'd recommend people do is that they would just kind of brainstorm a list. They write it on a whiteboard or they write it on, on a, uh, with, a, with themselves or a team. Like, what are all the things we do to get more clients? And it could be networking. It could be social media. And then we could, you can't just say social media. You say like on Facebook or on LinkedIn or Instagram. It could be that they give presentations. It could be that they send out emails. It could be that it is some, something in a postal. It could be um, all, uh, events. It could be, no, we're going to do a lot of networking. And that's going to lead to one-on-ones, and we're going to have one-on-one conversations. The thing that I find again and again with the women entrepreneurs that I work with, and I would caution every entrepreneur, particularly if they're solopreneurs or if they have a small team, is don't try to do too many because, again, you end up dissipating mm-hmm. your efforts. And so that's why I say Put it all, like, just data dump it, so to speak, and say all the things you're doing and then say, all right, here's, here's the idea. You want to create a short list of high impact. What are the things that are bringing you the most, getting you closer to revenue, closer to cash, closer to actually your ideal client? So if, so when, let's say you have three revenue producers, which is what we talked about before. So it's like a, like a little matrix. Limit yourself to picking three to four of these revenue-generating activities for each revenue producer. So if you have three revenue producers, three main things that bring in the lion's share of your revenue, and for each of them, under each, and you have a list, and you say, I brainstormed them all, but I only get to circle three or four max. Let's say it's four revenue-generating activities that I'm going to commit to do again and again. You have what I call a universe of 12 things. Now, 12 things mm-hmm. you could keep doing on a week-in and week-out basis. And guess what? You go, well, what if I pick the right one? What if, like, number 10 and 11 aren't working well? Well, if you're doing them consistently enough, you're going to know how well they're working, truly. And you know what? You're the business owner. You throw one out. You put a new one in. The main thing is it's focus. Yeah. It's the things that you believe are the highest impact. You start doing it yeah. consistent, consistently, and you start getting better at them, and they're either going to work for you or they're not. And if they're not, you replace them. Yeah, very good. Very true. Which, but what you're saying is stay with those, right? If they work, yes. stay with them. That's what you're saying. Okay. Yes, because number, to, to the, yeah, number four on, on the list. It, well, because the whole idea, number four on the list is, is about doing RGAs, revenue generating activities, every single right. day. Now, I will tell you honestly, Patricia, this was a game changer for me personally in my business because I knew more of what to do 
but just didn't do enough of it. I didn't do it consistently enough. So what I do, Mm -hmm. I first did with myself and saw the impact. And so I um, made this a big part of the accountability with the women entrepreneurs that I coach is the challenges you do at least three. So I say three plus, but three revenue generating activities every day. Sometimes it's sending an email and you say, boom, done, and it only takes you 10 minutes. Sometimes going to a networking meeting and that's going to be a total of two hours by the time you travel, you get there. Sometimes it's, you know, it could be longer than that. The point is, is it doesn't have to necessarily be any particular amount of time. It's about doing at least three things every day to reach out um, and uh, for, to, to lead to more clients. And so um, why that's important is because what often happens is we get excited. Oh, wait, I know exactly now what I'm going to do. I've got my 12 things, for example. I start doing, I, I start doing them, but then the first, the first week I'm fine. I do a bunch of stuff. The second week, well, I, I got this other thing I've got to go to. I can't, I, I've got to do that later. What happens is we get out of practice of doing them. And then, and there may be ones that some of us don't feel as comfortable with reaching out. And yet we know, even though we know it's the lifeblood of getting more clients. And then we go, or we put servicing and taking care of our clients so much in the front seat that we never get to these other revenue generating activities and then we get stuck in that spot, which you said before, which is we got one client bringing most of the money in, and we're not doing the activities to continue to keep kind of feeding the meter. And so the part of this consistency right. and accountability, yeah, is to is to right. is so to make what we're looking at day. in the number three was decide on your short list of the impact mm-hmm. activities and then do three of them every single day. So yep. we're gonna, and when we come back, we're going to do five, six, and seven, which is about speaking to prospects, having conversations with your top clients, and hosting events for clients. So you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. I am here with Mary Foley, who is an author, business coach for women entrepreneurs, workshop facilitator, and host of the Power Plug podcast. You can log on to maryfoley.com. You're listening again to the Patricia Raskin Show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN.
You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. We are back with Mary Foley who is an amazing, bodacious woman, which was the title of her very first book when she first started. And she really empowers women to become successful. She is an author, business coach for women entrepreneurs, workshop facilitator, and host of the Power Plug podcast. And she helps women entrepreneurs uh, generate the revenue they really want. Welcome back, Mary. Okay. Well, it's great to be back. We were Thank looking you. at your seven at your seven ways to rev up your business. So we talked about four of them. Now we're talking about speak prospect. Explain that one. <laughs> so this is subtle, but it's really significant. Um, when you know, imagine you finally get this conversation with the prospect, right? With the, your ideal client, and you get excited that you even like made all that breakthrough, all those revenue generating activities. And then too often, what happens is we kind of screw it up, and we screw it up by the simple thing of of telling the person very quickly about what their problem is and what they should start to do to solve it, versus really creating rapport and really seeking to understand their point of view on their problem. And so one of the biggest ways to connect so much about whether or not any of us even pick someone and choose someone to work with to solve a problem that we have in our business or to take care of something, it's not just that they are competent in that arena, that's part of it, but the other part is, like, do they really, the likability, and do they really get me? Well, here's one way you can just so fast forward them believing, because you do, that you get them. And that is what I call speak prospect. And it's just this. Instead of telling them so much about who you are, what you do, and, quote, how you're so great and you're to solve their problem, start by asking questions about what they think their problem is. And here's the key thing. Listen to how they answer it. Listen not only to the content of what that, what the, how they're describing their challenge or their problem, but what are the words and the phrases that they're using? And then when it is appropriate in your time to respond and share more about what you can do, use their phrases, use their words. It's so subtle, but what happens is, is that we all kind of go, mm-hmm. when this happens to us, we go, oh, they so get me, they so understand me, they really heard me. And you did. Yeah. But use their words. I can, and, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I'm yeah. sitting there oftentimes with a notepad, writing down those phrases, listening for them. It's not trickery. It's being able to really say, if this is how they describe their pain, why don't I just use their words? And that's what I call about speaking prospects. Because it, so it's about when you're in that conversation that may lead to them saying, yeah, we're a great fit, let's work together. Use that prospect and be listening always for those phrases again and again because they make great phrases to use in website copy, in uh, email marketing, all the ones where you're going to you know, actually not only write it, but you, you can use their copy, so to speak, their words if it really resonates with other ideal clients. So that's a way to help get more sales and therefore lead more to more revenue. Absolutely. All right, we've got two more. Have AIR, air conversations with your top clients. Okay, so I'll make this quick. AIR stands for advice, insights, and recommendations. And I like to say it's not hot air. (laughs) So here's the idea of AIR conversations is so often we're focused on, um, uh, on just like, let me tell you what we can, I can do for you. What if instead you met people in networking or you attracted people to you about what you do and then you reach out and you say, you know, I'd love to have, get your advice, insights, and recommendations about something new that I'm doing or about this, um, this program that we have. And, and, and here's the thing. When you ask people about their advice, insights, and recommendations first versus can we just have coffee so I can understand what your problem is and, and, and pitch something to you, and I, I, I'm kind of being a little crass there, but we ask for their advice and their insights. More people will say yes than not. 
because they don't often get asked for advice. And you're not, it's not forward saying, it's not saying, oh, let me sell something to you. Now, you've got to go in with some questions. And part of that is, I like to say, you can look to your past clients. This is a way to rev up your business. Go to your, some of your, identify five, seven of your past clients and go back to them and say, I'd love to get your advice. We work together, your advice, insights, recommendations. Um, and then when you do, you say, hey, what, you know, what if, when you think about the next six months or so, what are the biggest business challenges that you've got? Um, and have you, you know, and then ask them for, when you listen to that, say, what have you tried to address that? If you could, um, right. you know, wave a magic wand and solve those problems, what difference would it make in your business? And so here's what, and, and then the idea here is that you're just saying, I'm going to check in with you and, and get some of your, get some air of what's happening right. and, and, and try to help them solve their problems, whether or not you're the one that has right. that solution or not you might know somebody right. who the, is true and the seventh one because we only have about a minute left is hosting a special event so for those clients take it one step further and hold mm-hmm. exclusive events for them correct that's right i hold an event invite them make them feel special um and it is amazing how much you can get repeat business or referrals out of just treating them yeah. with some special event which is wonderful. Mary, closing thoughts. What would you like to leave our listeners with with about ways to rev up your business and how women can be successful? Well, I would say that, first of all, if anyone is listening to this going, oh, I would rather, I'd really like to get Mary's head thought on how she could um, revving up my business. I do offer this biz quiz. I say, how high is your red cape really flying? You can go to maryfoley.com, see it there on the home page. Answer about 15 questions, then we'll get on um, a call, and I'll give you some feedback, and we'll brainstorm some ideas for your business. That's totally free. I just offer that to help um, women entrepreneurs out. And I would say going back to being bodacious, positive gutsiness, keep going for it. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. And log on to maryfoley.com, and you can write to Mary there. Mary, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. It was just great to reconnect with you. Yeah. It really was. Thanks, Patricia. Um, Yeah, um, stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. You can like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. You can also uh, subscribe to my newsletter by just writing to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. And if you want to have your own podcast or your own radio show, contact me. I can help you put it together. You're listening, have been listening again to the Patricia Raskin Show. Until next week, Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.